Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 104 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking about the importance of rest with Danielle Roberts. We talk about why rest is important and different ways that you can make it a priority and what you should do when you are thinking about rest. We also talk about rest from a Christian perspective and why that looks a little bit different. Danielle shares how she schedules her week to make sure that her priorities and her values are being met. And we talk a little bit about creating margin for intentional rest in our lives. Danielle Roberts is a certified life coach for Christian business owners, author of the devotional for business owners called Created for This, essential oils educator, and podcaster. She's from Wisconsin, where she lives with her husband, Lucas, and their four beautiful kids. Her favorite things are caribou coffee, dates with her husband, and encouraging others. If you enjoy this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps other people find the show and helps me to bring on more guests. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for joining me. Hi, thanks for having me. So I read your bio at the beginning of the show, but I'd love if you could tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and what it is that you do. Absolutely. So I am from Wisconsin. I grew up on the Minnesota-Wisconsin border at the Twin Cities, for those of you who know where that is. And so I sound like a Minnesotan, even though I'm from Wisconsin. I love cheese and beer and (laughs) all of the... Like, you know, when you think about Wisconsin, that's usually what people think about, where they're like, is it really cold there? And it's, it's really cold here in, in the winter. So I am, I'm Danielle. I've got a, as people refer to, a boatload of children. Um, we have four. My husband and I met when we were both in the Navy uh, almost 10 years ago, actually. And so that is me. And... I am a Christian life coach and an essential oils educator, which is just a fun way to say that I get to be involved in the lives of a lot of women and help them help themselves and help their families. And I got started in business way back in 2014. Um, So I'm coming up on almost five years of being in business, which is super exciting. I got started as a virtual assistant and I transitioned from a virtual assistant to an OBM or online business manager as a lot of people take that route. And then I felt like God was really calling me to become a life coach. And so I got certified this past spring and have been doing that ever since. That's awesome. I love hearing how people got to where they are because our journeys are very rarely straight paths from what we started out doing and to what we're doing today. So I love that you shared that and how, you know, you've worked through these different things to get to the life coaching thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been really interesting and really, really fun because when I started my business, it wasn't virtual assisting that was making, the virtual assisting was making me money, but I started out offering like life organization packages and business organization packages. And so it's kind of come full circle as I've been now working with people on organizing and prioritizing their schedules 
as a part of the life coaching. Okay. Yeah. It's funny how it does that. You know, mm-hmm. you that something is not the right thing and sometimes it's just not the right time for it. Yes. Yep. Okay. So today we're going to talk about the importance of rest as an entrepreneur. And I'm really surprised we haven't talked about this topic in the hundred plus episodes that we've done so far, probably because I'm not very good at resting, but I'm really excited to jump into this today. I am too. I think it's so important. It's something that as business owners, we don't like to do, as you said. Uh, We don't feel like we're good at it. And it's also something that's just not very Instagrammable. So I feel like people mm-hmm. don't talk about it as much, but it's so important. Yeah. So let's talk about the benefits of resting. Like, why is this even something we need to think about? Well, for first off, we are not robots and we get run down. We get tired. If we don't rest, we get burnt out. And so really the benefits are recharging. Like we have to take the time to recharge ourselves, you know, put our feet up, relax every once in a while. And when I rest, and I've heard this from other people as well, they're more creative. They're more able to have a steady emotional mental capacity. You know, when we are often in the business space, there's a lot of people who uh, have depression or anxiety or just really deal with emotional um, emotions going up and down. And when I rest, I find I can control those emotions a lot better. And so really those are the benefits of, of taking that time and just resting. Plus, if we take time away from our business, it allows us to love our business more because we really actually need that time away. It's like the the absence makes the heart grow fonder saying we need that time away to be away from our business so we can really enjoy our business to its fullest extent. Yeah. I've found in my life that when I'm stuck on a creative problem, it really helps me to kind of walk away and go take a nap or make dinner or watch a TV show and just let my brain stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And when I come back, I'm a whole lot more able to figure out what the solution is. Right. Isn't it so interesting how that happens? (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. And I think that rest is something that a lot of entrepreneurs are not great at. So why do you think that is? I think it's because we feel like we constantly have to be pushing in order to get the clients or the customers that we want and we need to keep going. We are often very... Uh, self-sufficient and to rest means that we're taking that time out of our business in order to take care of ourselves or take care of something else or to just rest and have downtime. And that takes us away from the business. And so we feel like we're kind of that in that struggle of like, if I'm not doing this, if I'm not there, I'm not going to have business. I'm not going to have money. I'm, I'm, and we put it ourselves into that scarcity mindset when really we need to be in the abundant mindset of, if we take rest, we can do this better. We can serve our clients better. We can serve our customers better and really flip that script of like from scarcity to abundance, but also acknowledging the fact that if we take that time for ourselves, it's going to be okay. We will survive. Yeah, I think that's very true. And I feel like when I got started in the business world, it was all about, everybody was talking about hustling and 
going 24-7 and how they stayed up for three days to prepare for a launch. And we saw a lot of those people really burn out and crash. And so I think the mindset is starting to shift as far as at least we're not looking at it as we've got to pull all-nighters for our business, but we're still not great at the making time for rest because we do. We love what we do and we want to get it done. And a lot of us, you know, this is the way that we make money for our families. And so it's important that we spend the time to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very thankful to see the shift. I know Natalie Frank of Rising Tide has really been posting about rest a lot and how she's taken time away. Uh, And that's a a lesson that she's had to learn in her life too. Yeah. I think it's something we each have to kind of come to on our own. Nothing will make you rest more than having a baby because (laughs) man, it was so nice to take off those three months that I had for maternity leave. And now like there are times where he just needs me to sit and hold him and I can't work because that's what has to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I've been there. I usually <laughs> ended up doing a lot of work from my phone or I would like write while I was holding him. <laughs> it's hard to design websites on your phone. So yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I do actually get the time away. Um, but when we think about rest, what counts as rest and what doesn't? I feel like we think of rest as certain things because it's not the work, but does mm-hmm. that actually count? Like when we're scrolling Instagram, is that really resting? Uh, Instagram? I don't, for me, no, because I'm constantly having to fight comparison or I'm feeling like I'm comparing myself to other people. And then I'm like, oh man, I should do this. Or I'm like screenshotting people's ideas that they've done so I can like copy how they've done their, their way of putting things. So for me, Instagram is not rest at all. It's allowing my brain to turn off, but I don't feel like it's resting because it's, it's still using brain power and heart power. Like I still feel like it affects my heart in a negative way sometimes. Yeah. Uh, what else counts? So I think that sleeping is a huge part of rest, but I think that it's not just sleeping. Uh, so you can go for walks. You can, for me, resting, it can be playing with my kids or sitting outside and just enjoying nature. We also like to go for drives. So driving can be really restful depending on where you're at and what the traffic is like because (laughs) resting and driving in traffic when it's rush hour is not going to be restful unless some people just really enjoy the the sitting in traffic, but that's, that's not me at all. I love to curl up with a good book. I worked at a library for two and a half years and so I'm a huge bookworm. And then also just things that light you up. Think about the ways that if you are sitting down for coffee with a friend and you get up and you're like, oh, my heart is full. This was so invigorating. It was so rejuvenating. I could sit here forever. Or like, you know, what do you turn to when you, your heart needs a break is kind of my idea of rest. So that's really what I would challenge the people listening to do is just think about what rejuvenates you, what lights you up, what allows you to get a break when you feel like you've been working so super hard. You're like, I just need time at the beach or I need to be alone in my room, just sitting and, and meditating on something, you know, those are some, the, some out of the box ways to rest. Yeah. I love that. And I think 
most of what you mentioned there is being away from a screen. And that for me, especially, is where I feel most rested. Like I can sit in front of the TV, but I don't come away feeling rested. Like I'm still and my brain is turned off, but it's not rejuvenating. And so a lot of times it's taking the phone and turning it off or not even taking it with me and going for a walk or sitting outside and reading a real paper book. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think, and for a lot of us, we spend a ton of time on the computer or on our phones for our jobs. And so Mm -hmm. that's something for people to consider is, is there a way to rest where you're not sitting in front of a screen and taking that time away? Yes. And even just like the the physical side effects of sitting in front of a screen, like the blue light and then the EMF frequencies that are affecting our bodies, that's it's good to get away. Part of what it takes to run a successful online business is having the right tools for the job. I'm sharing a list of all of the tools I use in my business in my toolbox. And you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox to download it now. These include tools that I use for podcasting, designing, running my business, and other things. So you can get a real inside look at everything that I use every day in order to serve my clients well and grow my business. Again, you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox. So you mentioned that you are a Christian life coach. So I'd love to know how rest looks from a Christian perspective. It looks mostly the same. I think one of the things that for me, having studied rest from a Christian perspective, that really stands out. There's a pastor author called Tim Keller, and he has a book that's called Every Good Endeavor. And there's a quote from him that I love in the, at the end of the book, he talks about entrepreneurs. And like I said, how we're so self-sufficient, but he talks about how we have to rest and allow God to bring us the clients or the customers that we need. We need to take rest as a way of trusting God, that God's going to provide for us. And even if we look at uh, Exodus, when the Israelites were in the desert, God gave them rest as a gift, they had just come out of slavery in Egypt. And so they were sitting in the desert and they were like, okay, God, like, you know, you're giving us food. And he was like, I want you to take this day and rest. I want you to, you know, not gather food, gather some the day before, and then you will have extra because as it was the food that they were gathering every day, it would go bad. So they had to go out every day and gather new food. But that one day that God was giving them the gift of rest and saying, trust me to provide for you and that your food will, you know, still be good. There's not going to be maggots on it or anything. God was true to his word. And so we can see that in, in our own Christian walks as we take time to say, okay, God, I acknowledge that this comes from you. What I do in writing an Instagram post or being visible or doing a podcast, yes, I am doing that in my ability to get visibility and my ability to get clients or customers. But it's also acknowledging the fact that you ultimately provide for me. So that's a really, just a unique way that a Christian looks at rest, which can be the same as somebody who does not believe in, in Jesus. But, um, 
it's pretty unique to a Christian. Yeah. I love that. And I've definitely found that to be true in my own business. When I am trying to do all the striving and I'm working crazy hours and I'm not putting aside time for my family and for myself, I found that it really is kind of a struggle to bring in those clients. And when I step back and I take the time for myself and I'm making sure that, you know, I'm just kind of depending on God to provide, that's when I see more people coming into the business. And I really think it's because I'm depending on him instead of myself. And part Mm -hmm. of that is taking the time to rest and not always be thinking about the business. Right. And, and the trust factor is huge. Like he wants us to trust us and he's more concerned about our hearts than our businesses. So if we can get to a place where we trust God with our, with our businesses, cause that's, I mean, for me, it's, it's huge. Like it's another kid. Like that's the importance in my mm-hmm. life that it is. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. It can be a balancing act between you know, how much am I going to have to do this work and put in the effort and how much is it of it is trusting him? And I think for each of us, we have to figure that out for ourselves. But when you have that time to rest, you can figure out that a little bit easier because you're stepping back and you're looking at it from a distance. Right. So how do we create margin for intentional rest instead of just saying, okay, I've got an hour in the middle of my day to day. I'll just, you know, go outside for a walk. How do we do this intentionally? Well, I think the keyword really is intentional. We have to be intentional about the things that we're putting on our calendar and in our schedule. When we decide what's important, what our priorities are, and what we value, then it's really easy to compare everything that we do with being intentional about taking that rest. So I love to tell my clients, find a spot in your calendar that you are going to be intentional about rest. Because I love the idea that every single week, we're taking downtime to rest. For me and my family, it's a whole day. We take Sundays and we just rest. but it's hard to get to that point (laughs) and you have to really say like, this is our day. We're going to hold it sacred. So I got a Vox from a client actually on Sunday morning and she was like, can you send this email out today? Because uh, I still do VA work for somebody. Um, Can you still send this email out today? Because it's my birthday and this person has given me a 10% off code today for my birthday And I was like, oh, like I could, it'll only take a couple minutes. But I was like, no, this is my rest day. Like this is the day that I have set aside to rest. And so I had to tell her no, which I felt super, super bad about. And it ended up that the manufacturer had given her an extra day for, for the email. So I sent it yesterday. People got it. It was fine. But it was still that like, that heart question of like, do I guard this rest day enough that I'm not going to go over my boundaries? Mm -hmm. So when we look at our calendars, decide where we want to spend that rest time. If it's after supper, we're going to put our computers away and we're going to be present with ourselves and our family or our friends and not worry about uh, working at night. That's another way that you can do it where you can, like you said, take that hour and just say, this is giving back to myself. It's taking care of myself. It's resting. Let me take this walk at 
lunchtime or whatever it is and really go about the day that way. So putting it on our calendar is, is a huge way to find that rest and then um, just honoring it, honoring yourself and sticking true to yourself because a lot of times we're really, really great at keeping promises to other people, but we're not so great at keeping promises to ourselves. So if we honor ourselves, then we can, we can make it happen. Yeah. So I'd love to know what it is that you do on Sunday as your rest day. Uh, it looks kind of different every week. Um, this past week we went to church, we took naps and I'm trying to think of what else we did. (laughs) (laughs) My husband likes to watch YouTube. And so sometimes it looks like watching YouTube or putting on a movie for me. Oftentimes it's reading a book or sitting down and writing. I love to write and journal. Uh, And then we go for walks or we hang out with friends or family. We both have our parents close by. And so we'll spend time with family and just, just be together. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think it's good to kind of get an idea of how other people are doing that rest. It sounds funny to say like, what do you do when you rest? But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a really good question because sometimes, I mean, it's so easy to get stuck in the mindset of like rest is sleeping. Yeah. How do you handle this with your clients when, if somebody wants to take a lunch break or they want a whole day off, you know, how do you set that up with your clients so you don't feel like you're obligated to work if those emails come in? Uh, lots of personal boundaries. It's like I said, when, when she had sent that boxer message, I was like, oh, like I could do it, but where's my personal boundary? And I had to take like 10 minutes and be like, okay, what's, you know, what's the, the boundary and why am I deciding that I'm going to break it or why am I keeping it? And so I only have one person that I do VA work for anymore. But if there's other people who are uh, coming upon this issue, I think it's really that, that personal boundary. Like, where's my boundary? So creating a line and the boundary is going to be where I, where I end and where that person begins. So saying that this is my space, this is my time that I've given to take care of myself. Oftentimes the clients are really understanding, like they're people too. And so as long as there's like, in my case, she didn't know that I was taking a rest day or a Sabbath day, but, um, she, she understood. And so I've never had anybody come back and like negatively react to the fact that I was taking time off. But if it's like a scheduled thing or if it's a downtime, letting clients know ahead of time, uh, communication is huge no matter what. And then also I have a out of office message that's on my email. Um, so you probably got a couple of those when you sent me my questions and sent me other things. (laughs) So it just says, Hey, we, we got your email. Thank you for contacting us. We'll get back to you in a couple days. And I have that on all the time just because my schedule is so fluid with the kids and I am only working about two days a week that are set scheduled with the kids gone. And so just letting people know, like if they know that they've, they've been heard, if their email has been received, they're a lot more willing to sit back patiently and wait. Yeah, that's really good advice. I think letting people know up front is, is really good. That's what I did when I took my maternity leave. I let my clients know months in advance and then I reminded them so that when it came time for me to be on break and they would send me an email, 
usually that email would say, hey, I know you're on leave, but if you have time to get to this, you know, could you do this? If not, it can wait. And then I was able to decide, yes, I want to take a couple of hours and do some work or no, I don't want to do that this week. I'm going to just continue to take my time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the expectations are huge because we have to allow other people to have expectations and then be able to meet those expectations. And when we are not meeting expectations, that's really when people get upset is because they feel like they have either not been told something or that you're not living up to what their expectations of you is. And that's when you start losing clients or having people getting upset or not buying from you anymore. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I found in my business that works for me because I do calls with people, I have a scheduling software that I use but I also don't allow people to schedule things less than like 24 hours in advance. So I don't get an email that pops up and says, Oh, you've got a call this afternoon (laughs) when I was kind of mentally planning on doing something else in the afternoon. So that has really helped me to kind of narrow my schedule in, make sure that I've got the time to prepare for these types of things instead of people just being able to sign up for whenever they want. Yes, that is huge. For sure, because then that gives your calendar boundaries, and then you also don't have to worry about the unexpected popping up. Yes, and sometimes it still does. People will ask, can you jump on a call mm-hmm. right now or in five minutes? And usually I just say, I'm sorry, I've already got stuff scheduled. Yep. Whether that's an actual meeting that's scheduled or I've just scheduled it in my brain to work on something else at that time. I've learned not to feel bad about saying, I can't do that right now. Right. Those are, those are good practices. <laughs> Coming from somebody who's been there. Yeah. So why is it so important for to set our priorities and our values when we think about rest? So priorities are going to be something that we already have. We have those set depending on our value system and depending on what our goals are. But when it comes to rest, we need to know what all is a priority. Usually I say that we have three to five areas of responsibility that are really where our priorities are at. And then we are able to put in rest. You know, you can prioritize rest or you can have rest as something that you work around. But you want to have your priorities set so that you know what's important to you and what you do not need to be worrying about or what you do not need to add to your plate so that you can take the time to rest because we really need to be just focusing on our areas of responsibility or our priorities so that we can live a full life that's not chaotic and not stressing us all all the time. So how do we figure out what those three priority areas are? They are going to be the areas that you are either called to or that you have as your responsibility. So for me, my family and my kids are definitely a priority and one of the three. So I have my, I actually have like five or four. I have my home. So everything that's in the house, I have to take care of. I have my family and my friends. So relationships are the next step or one of the next priorities. And then my business is obviously a priority And so then whatever else is outside of that, the peripheral, those are things that maybe are not a priority or they're things that 
if I get to them, I get to them, but it's not so much a top priority. So really looking where you've been, where you're at and what responsibilities you've been given and then looking to see what else is on the peripheral, um, kind of like in that outside circle. Um, and then you pick and choose what else you want to be a priority. Like my health and myself is, is another priority because I have a goal to be active with my kids and I have a goal to not be in pain all the time. Uh, because if I'm eating the wrong foods, I'm going to be inflamed and I have chronic back pain. So I like to have my health as another priority and that includes walking and that includes getting out and exercising and eating healthy, which takes time out of the schedule. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's kind of how I figure out the priorities. And then, you know, if there's other things that are like, I guess what you want to focus on, just realizing that you can only do so much in your schedule. And so that's why the three to five is in there. Yeah. I think that is so helpful because as a person who is really bad at saying no to things, I tend to over book myself. Mm -hmm. But if I can think about it as, okay, these are the things that are priorities. Everything else, I could say yes to it if I feel like I have time, but I also have the freedom to say no because it's not fulfilling one of those top three or four things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's exactly what I find is that people really want to try and do everything. And that's what we're told is we can do everything. But realistically, how much is it impacting your mental health, your physical health, and how much is it just causing more chaos in your life that doesn't need to be there? Yeah. When you went to set these priorities, I'd love to know if this was something you did on your own or if you involved your husband and your family in those decisions. This is something that I did on my own. I have had priorities for a long time. And then a book that I recently read called do more better, uh, by Tim Challies. It helped me look at it differently. So the areas of responsibility is kind of his idea of the different, you know, I could say like categories or buckets of responsibility. And so he's grouped his together. And so that's why I have mine as relationships. So the friends and family is how he has put his. And if, the, if people are in a relationship, I would say, yes, tell your spouse or your significant other, about the priorities. I think that there are some priorities that are very personal and they're not necessarily ones that need input from mm -hmm. another person, but there are some that are important. Like for my husband and I, rest is a priority. And so we have made that agreement on Sundays, we will rest. And that's kind of, it had to come from him because he's not one that's going to be like, hey, yeah, let's, you know, you tell me something and then I'm going to do it <laughs> most of the yeah. time. So that's really something that had to be his come from him. And I had personally been already kind of adapting to that mindset of like, this is a day that I'm going to not really do a whole lot, but that, and then, you know, another priority is my house. And so we together will clean on Saturdays. So it's kind of our schedule is Saturdays is cleaning Sundays is rest. But again, he had to determine that also a priority for him mm -hmm. to have toilets and to have fresh laundry and do yeah. things like that. Yeah. I think the housework kind of for women is always, it's a priority for us and we have to figure out how we're going to balance that with everything else. And so I love that you guys actually 
kind of worked that out. You do it together. You have a set day and that's what works for your family instead of you just feeling like you have to take on all of it and get it done. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's been so, so super supportive and helpful in that way. And he actually does the laundry. He does the dishes every night and he most of the time will take out the trash. I'll take it out every once in a while if it needs to get taken out. But those are the ways that he does things. And then he helps with the kids as well. So I have the household into my schedule. Mondays, I will fold the laundry and put the laundry away. So that's taken care of because it used to just sit mm-hmm. all week long, uh, which it may still. Like I, I admit that's not a strong suit of mine. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, Mondays I've got that. Um, and then the Thursdays, I usually just stay at home and focus on the house, whether it's cleaning toilets, cleaning bathrooms, uh, getting the counters cleaned off. That sort of thing is kind of my my home day that I focus on. And then um, Wednesdays has kind of become the errand running day. So like getting groceries, getting other things taken care of that we need to, appointments for the kids type of thing because they're at daycare on Tuesdays and Fridays. So when school starts, it's going to be a little bit different, but that's kind of the, the time blocking schedule that I have right now. Yeah. So what about values? Because that's a little bit different. So I'd love if you could share how that impacts rest and how you kind of work that into what you're doing. So values are going to be reflected in what matters most to us. It's also going to be things that we have held dear since we were little. So thinking back from, you know, ages six to 12, what were qualities or something that was important to you? And then thinking about that, what are things that people can't stop you from doing? So like, that's how you kind of define those values. And the, they're going to be more of the characteristics of what encompasses who you are. So uh, my values are authenticity, integrity, uh, hard work, family, and um, I don't know if I have another one in there, but the hard work goes along with the rest because I'm going to work really, really hard on six days out of the week. And then I'm going to take time to rest, but I'm also going to be authentic to who I am. And if I need to take that time, I, I like to check in with myself and say, where am I at? How am I doing? What is going on with me today? Just in, um, I deal with depression and anxiety sometimes. So having those mental check-ins is really, really important. And so seeing where I'm at and, and showing up authentically to myself and allowing myself to say, okay, today I need to take time to rest. I need to take time to allow myself to pause and just make sure that I'm taking better care of myself today rather than stressing myself out and pushing myself too hard. So when we determine what our values are, we can say, how do these align with, with what I'm doing right now? And how I'm living, because when we look at our values and our priorities, if we are not living in alignment with those, there's going to be friction and that's going to cause us a lot of discontentment. It's going to cause a lot of stress and strain because if my priority is my family and my value is, a, is a, my family, but I'm not taking the time to live with my family and be present with them, I'm going to have friction. I'm going to have discontentment and I'm going to ultimately know in my core that something is wrong, something's off. And it's really, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, 
you know that something's there and something's wrong, but you're not exactly sure what it is. So when you know those values and those priorities, you're able to live consistently in alignment with those. All right. So this has given us a lot to think about and just figuring out what those are for us and what rest looks like. So I'd love if you could give three action steps that listeners could take today or this week to kind of make a move on these things that we've talked about. Absolutely. So I have a, if you want to know your values, I have a workbook that actually runs through the questions that I asked you and then gives you some of the different values that you might have. Um, It's not a total list, but it's a a good one to have. Um, And I will get you that link. And then there's also different blogs on my website that people can go check out as well. But as far as action items, I think really taking time to check in with yourself and seeing if you know your priorities, if you know your values, and if you do and when you do discover those and do work to figure those out, are you living in alignment with them? Is that something that's going to enhance your life or are you kind of just living out of alignment and causing stress and strain there? Um, And then the other thing is sharing those with your friends and family and asking them to hold you accountable to, to living according to priorities and also asking them if they would agree that those are, those are where you're at. Like if, if they're people that know you well, they should be able to at least agree and affirm that some of them are true of you, if not all of them. And then practical, if you don't have rest on your calendar, write a day or a couple hours that you will rest every week. All right. Those are great. And we will definitely link to the workbook and the blog posts in the show notes so people can check them out and kind of work through what their values are if they're not sure how to get those out yet. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So as we wrap up today, I'd love if you could give us an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business. Sure. One of the biggest ways that serving my clients well has benefited my business is through growing a network. And when you serve your clients well or serve your customers well, you are going to be creating word of mouth buzz that is super, super beneficial. My business, I have not spent a ton on marketing. I've not spent a ton on other things that have grown my business, really it's been that network, that word of mouth. Um, Hey, Danielle does great VA work or she's been a really great business manager or she's a really awesome life coach and you should really do her productivity intensive or you should do this Um, or those oils that she teaches you how to use. Those have benefited my business more than any marketing and ad spend ever could. All right, so tell me two things that you're loving right now. They could be business or life. I am loving, uh, it's going to be totally funny, but it's super, super nice out right now because it's like 70 degrees here in Wisconsin. And at the time that we're recording it, it's August, which is, it's kind of unusual weather for us. But after the craziness, negative 20 degree weather of last winter and in the snow, I am, we're just really loving summer right now. Uh, for people that you know, have nice weather all year round. They're probably like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. Uh, And then I am also loving 
Young Living is the the essential oils company that I'm I represent that I'm a distributor with, and they just came out with new eyeshadow colors, and I'm totally loving those right now. All right. So, what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? I am getting my website redone, and so. I'm excited for that. I've got my coaching packages that are finally going to be on the website. I've taken some time to really look at what's important to me, how I want to best serve people. And so those are going to be on the website and I'm so, so excited for that. And we also have a vacation coming up at the end of August. Oh, those are both very exciting things. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So if people want to connect, where can they find you online? I love Instagram. So uh, my Instagram is Danielle period M period Roberts. And then my website is Danielle M Roberts.com. All right. That sounds great. And we will link to all of those things so that people can check them out. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking about this with me. I think it's a really important topic that we don't pay enough attention to as entrepreneurs. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for letting me talk about this. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 